Welcome to the Story Night Podcast, a place where we share hearts, our hurts, and how God's wonder intersects with the story of our lives. A ministry of Calvary Mac. Here's our host, Jessica Campbell. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to the Story Night Podcast. If this is your first time finding us, welcome. We're so glad you're here. This is a place where real women share real stories of real hope. And you can rewind all the way back to episode one to hear the story of Story Night and maybe catch up. Hopefully you found a good spot. You can binge listen. We've got over 100 stories now and uh, we have no intention to stop anytime soon. So ladies, tonight my guest is Megan and it's such a fun story of how we got connected through a former Story Night speaker and a future Story Night speaker and just how you know God put all of that together. But before I have Megan introduce herself to you and and share her story, I do want to give a little trigger warning. There are some very mature topics that are part of Megan's story. So if you need to pause and come back and listen to this at another time, please do so. Or if you just need to be mindful of the ears in the room that might be listening along with you. Um, But please, uh, when the timing is right, listen to this whole story. It's such a beautiful story of hope and healing. And that is why we take the time to walk through some of the harder, darker chapters. So with that, Megan, thank you again so much for being here. We're so glad that uh, we got connected. So if you would introduce yourself to the listeners and tell a little bit about who you are, and then we'll dive into your story. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for having me. And I do love how the Lord works and brings us together when we choose to just see and listen to him and move with him. And so I'm Megan Babcock. I have a podcast and a coaching practice called It's Your Story to Tell. And it's women sharing their stories and using it to help other women find freedom. And our goal is to continue to add more and more coaches with different stories because we believe that there is a an anointing and an authority when you've walked through a trying time that we can really speak life and hope into to those who are trying to overcome similar circumstances. So I'm really excited to be here and share my story with your listeners. And we are so excited too. And ladies, of course, as always, I will have every link mentioned in this episode in the episode notes so you can access those later. And Megan's story is is on her website. It's it's on a podcast. And she's going to get to share it here as well for you. And like most of the Story Night speakers in the past, their story led them to their present purpose. Um, And for many of them, it's the pain that led to the purpose and the passion, and it's just not being wasted. God's doing something amazing with it. So I'm sure you can guess by now that there's a reason that she's passionate about telling stories. And as soon as I heard the title, It's Your Story to Tell, I think my eyes just must have gotten so big because I thought, oh, I need to meet this woman. (laughs) This is amazing. This this is so uh, connected with the heart Mm -hmm. of this Story Night ministry. And so with that, I'm going to hand it back over to you, Megan, and maybe you can start us out you know, with your background, with your childhood, and uh, tell us your story that led to this passion for creating a space for other people to tell their stories. Well, I am going to do my best to cram about 30-something years into a very short period of time. So bear with me as I um, take you through the journey of 
really inner healing is the passion that I have because I believe that our beliefs are what lead to our actions and our actions lead to the life that we're living. And so if we look around and we find ourselves thinking, how did I end up here? Or this is not the life that I dreamed of, or I just don't feel I am living where God would have me. I would encourage you to just listen to what I'm going to share and walk you through some of the steps that I took to be able to locate what in my life way back from a little girl created some false narratives and that resulted in beliefs of unworthiness and that my feelings and emotions were too much. And if I was honest, I could hurt people. And unfortunately, those beliefs were carried with me for a really long time. And it wasn't until about seven, eight years ago that I was faced with a situation that I no longer could deny what I was living. So I'm going to start with kind of where I found myself in that pivotal moment, and then I'll take you back in in the journey of where I was able to uncover the root cause. And I am so big into root cause. I'm a nurse by training for 20, over 21 years now. I'm certified in functional medicine and as a nurse coach. And I really believe that whether it's in our health or in our spiritual or emotional wellness, that root cause is the best approach. Because if we are just looking at behavior modifications, that will not last very long. And eventually you get so worn out and overwhelmed by trying to just do the right things that you end up back to where you started. And that really, when you get to the root, it's about changing your heart. And then when those things can align, you will have new beliefs so the situation I found myself in, I was in a abusive marriage and this was a, a second marriage. And that was really hard for me because I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church. I love Jesus. And I did not want to have a, another divorce. I didn't want broken homes for my children. I always desired to have a marriage that was long lasting and that we served the Lord together. And unfortunately, that is not the way my story went. So on this day, it was the end of November of 2016. I was drug across the kitchen um, in a headlock. And my son at the time, he was in middle school and my daughter also in middle school came running upstairs. And my son stepped in. And this was the first time that my kids had seen uh, what was going on. I know they knew that there was fights and kind of tension in the house, but Never before had they seen the physical abuse. And it was in that moment when my son stepped in and then the abuse was turned on him that I could no longer deny the reality of where I was in my life. And in this place, I had been praying that the Lord would save my marriage, 
that there would be healing. And in that moment, I realized I have to make a different choice. And I needed to choose to make sure that my children were in a safe environment and that I didn't continue to pass down the emotional harm from being in this situation. And so we had a counselor. And when I shared with my counselor what we were trying to walk through and how should I proceed because he's a mandated reporter, it was reported, and DHS, uh, the Department of Human Services, became involved. Now, this was my worst nightmare as someone who was living as a perfectionist, people pleaser, high achiever. If you looked at my social media, you would not know what was going on in my personal life. And I didn't want you to know. There was so much shame in what was happening in my life, and I wanted to just keep hiding it. And in this moment, I could no longer hide it. We had people who were interviewing us, interviewing the kids, but God knew that I needed an intervention greater than myself. I had tried to leave before and returned to the relationship many times. And when DHS came to my home to interview me and interview my children, a domestic abuse advocate came along with the uh, DHS worker. And this woman was an angel in my life. She began to walk with me and show me that there was a path forward. She had a story. She had overcome abuse. And she was now using that to help other women get free. That is why I am doing what I'm doing today. It's because that woman coming alongside of me and helping me to discover my values, my beliefs, changed the entire trajectory of my life. And in working with her, I was able to start discovering false narratives that had been directing my life. And I had been in a lot of years of counseling. Like I said, I was in counseling at the time and I had never felt like I was directed back to self and trying to understand the root cause. And I think counseling is great. It has its purpose, but God knew I needed something different And this woman was much more in line with a mentor and a coach. And so her approach was to ask me questions and have me look to find the answers. And that approach unlocked so much for me and so much freedom. And that's what I like to share with the women that I work with now. And In that process, I was brought back to a time when I was a young girl, about seven years old. I had a very close relationship with my grandparents. They live nearby and we spent a lot of time with them. And I was the first grandchild. They adored me. I could do no wrong. And who doesn't love that? So I felt very connected to my grandparents. And in this memory that came to my mind in the work that we were doing, 
um, I was spending the night with them and my grandpa, who is a New Yorker Marine, which I'll get back to why that's important to the story, but he also had a very compassionate side to him and he had gotten a movie where the red fern grows. And if you haven't seen that movie, if you are an empath or you love animals, like you will be crying at the end of it. So in the story, these two dogs are best friends and one dies and then the other not long later dies of a broken heart. And when they are buried next to each other, a red fern grows in between them, signifying their love. Well, I was in a puddle of tears, crying, snot running down my face, just I couldn't compose myself. And my grandpa stands up from his recliner and he just storms out of the room in this really loud voice telling me, it's just a movie. Stop crying about it. And Of course, then I was crying even harder because I was like, oh, no, I've upset this person that I love so much. And as he left the room, my grandma came over next to me and pulled me on her lap. And she said to me, he just loves you so much. He can't stand to see you upset. And he feels like he's upset you. Well, in that moment, I didn't realize it until way later on in life when I'm doing this inner healing work, that that planted a seed of codependency and feeling like I couldn't be honest with my feelings and emotions. And I would definitely say my grandparents had a codependent relationship. My grandma had alcoholism in her family and my grandpa had lost his mother at a young age and had a pretty harsh stepmother that came in and uh, he had lied about his age and joined the military. So there was just a lot of brokenness, right? And if we don't do our work, we will continue to pass that on through the generations. And in that moment, she passed on those beliefs that then resulted in so much damage in my life. And it wasn't even intentional. You know, that's the thing is I wasn't in a in an abusive situation there, but it was just this loving exchange that passed down some false narratives and beliefs that then created more trauma in my story. And so around that time, probably a year or so later, I experienced sexual abuse. And I did not tell anybody because I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't want to hurt anybody. And so I just kept it to myself. And that continued for a few years. And then in high school, I experienced rape. And in that time period in the church, I kissed dating goodbye and purity was a really significant topic in our youth services. And when that happened, I began to believe I will never have a good husband. 
I am not worthy. And unfortunately, those beliefs led me to getting into relationships that were not healthy for me. And so I hope, you know, you're just kind of seeing the the power of our belief. They can cause us great harm, but they can also accelerate us into new levels. So as I began doing my work with this domestic abuse advocate, I really started to seek the Lord about how do I change these narratives? And the Lord brought to my mind the scripture about taking every thought captive and placing it under the submission of the Lord. I was like, okay, now how do I measure that? Like, what do I, what do I, I'm I'm very analytical. So I'm like, how am I going to measure if it's in line? I need something really concrete and, and easy to remember. And he led me to the fruits of the spirit as the tool that I would measure my thoughts up against. So is it loving? Is it joyful, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, faithfulness, and As I began this process, I wore a bracelet as a reminder. I'm very visual too. So I needed something that reminded me, you're going to do something different. You are going to be more aware and you never realize how many thoughts you have until you start taking them captive. And then I was like, wow, no wonder I'm overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious. (laughs) But the Lord was so good as I would recognize, okay, is this thought from the Lord or not? And then he led me, if it wasn't from him, if it wasn't in line with the fruits of the spirit and his character, then I needed to replace it with truth. And as you start doing that, likely you'll start to see a few themes that show up, these beliefs about your worthiness and different false narratives. And I would just challenge you, find scriptures that you, I kept them with me. I literally like wrote them down on note cards and I carried them with me because I had to be so intentional about replacing the thought. And over time, as I did that work, I started to change my identity And I started to become aligned with who the Lord said I was. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made that he had plans for me and that they weren't for harm, but for good. And so I just kept pressing in now, Lord, what do you, what's next? Getting really curious and really intentional because if we're not intentional about this work, And if we're not conscious, we will continue to operate subconsciously. And that is when we continue to do what we've always done. And I know you've all heard doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is insanity. And I had been living insanity for a long time. So this really started to change the direction of my life. Now, that does not mean life got easier. (laughs) It just means I had more tools in my toolbox 
in order to navigate the hard. Because life is hard. We're in a fallen world and people have free will. So even when we are doing these things in the alignment with the Holy Spirit and what the Lord has for us, there's still going to be things that come into our life that we have to navigate. You know, the Lord was so good to me. And as I did my work, I was blessed with a man who came into my life who so unexpectedly, we were, we were good friends, but it was, he was just so healing and, and the Lord blessed me with the relationship that I now knew I was worthy of and deserved and that my past was not going to continue to impact my future. And that false narrative that I would never have a good husband was a lie from the pit of hell. And I no longer partnered with it. And the Lord blessed me exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask in this man. And uh, we got married. And the week of our marriage, he had a lump in his neck. He came to me thinking it was a really tight muscle that he couldn't work out as a nurse. I knew that that's not what it was. It was a lymph node and it was not equal. He was not sick. And so I was very concerned, got him right into the doctor. Nothing showed on his blood work, but I just didn't have a piece about it. I pressed, he got an ultrasound and that came back suspicious for cancer. We got married that weekend and that next week he had a needle biopsy, which gave him a diagnosis of acute lymphoblastic leukemia, lymphoma, which resulted in him needing a bone marrow transplant. So our first year was spent in the hospital with chemo, radiation, and a bone marrow transplant, which is a very, very tough procedure to go through. He had one match in the entire world. His donor was a woman from Greece, and we hope to get to meet her. We've been able to communicate with her, and she was such a blessing. And she has her own story. She donated bone marrow in the midst of grieving the loss of her sister-in-law who passed away from cancer not long after giving birth to her daughter. And so she was navigating her own grief, but knew that when she got the notice that she was a match, that she needed to do it in her honor. She wrote such a beautiful note the day of the transplant to him that said she was giving him the threat of life. And she has done just that. And I'm so thankful for how the Lord walked with us through these things. But if I hadn't done my work, I think I would have broken in this journey, but I was able to bend and move with it and trust the Lord. And he he walked through that with us. And then COVID hit. (laughs) So he had just come out of the 100 days of recovery, which you have to be very close to the hospital. And it's a, a very crucial time in your healing after a bone marrow transplant and can also um, be pretty scary because if you get sick, things can go south very quickly. 
So we made it through that. And, and that was in the end of February and then COVID hits. That was very scary because we all, right? We didn't know what to expect. They had told us if he were to get sick, he could die. So we were experiencing a lot of fear. And in in that fear, we were you know isolated. Our kids weren't seeing anybody. Kids weren't going to school. I had my my son Brantley, and he's the one who stepped in in the first part of my story. And I didn't realize how he was really struggling so much emotionally. You know, he had been playing football and going to school, and that was part of his coping mechanisms. And when all of those things were taken away, he started turning to drugs and alcohol. And um, that was really, really a difficult time in navigating that with him. And at one point, we had to make the decision to send him to a therapeutic boarding school in Montana. And he was about 17 and a half. And we knew we only had a few months where we could really still have a say in how to address what was going on. And it was one of the hardest decisions of my life. Um, He hated me. He was so angry. He did a podcast with me, and that's episode two on It's Your Story to Tell, where we openly talk about the experience and what he was going through and the abandonment that he felt. But I am so grateful for the faithfulness of God because I listened to him. I obeyed him. I was able to have boundaries and that's part of the codependency journey is learning to have boundaries and recognizing that sometimes you have to make decisions that others aren't going to feel good about in order to even protect ourselves because he had made the decision to drive um, his truck under the influence. And that was not safe for him or for anyone on the road or for us. And so we had to really take our response to the next level. In that, God allowed us to begin healing our relationship and really allowing my son to get to the root cause of a lot of the hard things that he had experienced through having me as his mother and and the damage that I had created in his life because of the choices that I was making out of my brokenness wasn't my intent to cause harm to him, just like my grandma has did not intend or my grandpa to cause harm to me, but I still did. It's been a beautiful story of repair and restoration in our relationship. He now has his own business and he also has a passion for helping young men navigate these hard things. Um, without turning to drugs and alcohol and finding their true identity and and what it is that they want to create in their life. And so I'm just so thankful that it's never too late to begin the inner healing journey. And I guess I would kind of just sum it all up in my story is that we have two choices. We can remain hurt and victims of the hard things in our life and hurt people, hurt people, or we can choose to do something different 
We can bring people around us who can help us become curious, whether that's a counselor or a coach or a good friend. We can find root causes and recognize that we need a community to help support us as we're growing and navigating it. And we can learn to offer ourselves compassion and grace. And then we can become healed. And healed people, they can heal people. And so that led me to leaving corporate America back in November. And God really put it on my heart. He actually gave me the name. It's your story to tell because not only is it each and every person's story, but it's his story to tell. And it's grown. I launched my website and podcast in April of 2023. In August, I had three coaches come on with me. And so we're just so excited to see how God is going to use this. It's your story to tell, to bring freedom to women and their families. And I really believe that when we as women start doing our healing work and we begin to take back our voice that the Lord is going to use it and it will turn this nation around because healed people heal people. Yes. And amen. Well, listeners, I'm certain (laughs) that many of you uh, actually probably started taking notes while listening to Megan, or if you're driving, you're thinking, I need to listen to this again. You had just some amazing points. First of all, talking about needing a visual and needing like a Mm. formula, an action plan for taking every thought captive. Ladies out there, you know, just raise your hand. How many of you have read that verse or heard something like that and going, "Mm -hmm, that sounds great. How do I do that? And how many type A people out there (laughs) are thinking, again, I want a formula. I need a list. I need need check boxes. I need a visual. And I love that. Just connecting it with the fruits of the spirit, having the bracelet, that visual, So good. So hopefully listeners, you got some good ideas on how to take your thoughts captive. And then you said something um, a little later on that I thought, wow, that is so true. And I've never heard it phrased that way. You talked about the, the lies from the enemy and used the phrase partner with them. And oh my gosh, that is the choice we have, isn't it? To partner with the lies or partner with the truth. Right. And what a difference that makes in who you partner with. I mean, mm-hmm. we see that in marriages, we see that in businesses. We my goodness, even, you know, even as middle schoolers and like who you're paired up with to do a science project with your partner makes a big difference in right? the experience and the product. Your partner matters. And whether we're partnering with lies or partnering with truth is going to make all the difference. And I just think that analogy, that kind of word picture is so powerful. So listeners, I hope that impacted you as well. And as you sort of shared how you got to where you are now and what you're doing, which at the time of this recording, this is still pretty new. This is <laughs> this is in its infancy. So I'm excited it to is. watch this grow. The website's amazing. The podcast is amazing. Listeners, again, links will be in the episode notes so you can check all this out. But for those ladies listening, wondering, what exactly is this? How do I get a coaching? How do I find this? If somebody was listening to you tell your story and thinking, wow, she understands me. 
And if they wanted to receive that coaching or get some help or use your resources, Mm -hmm. maybe you could take just a few minutes here as we get ready to wrap up just to sort of tell them what exactly it is that you're offering and how they can access it. Sure. So all of the resources, the best place to go is itsyourstorytotell.com. And on that, you're going to find that we have um, a blog. So we provide content every week to help you navigate many different scenarios. We currently have a coach that works with relationships and developing healthy boundaries. And that's pretty exciting because Rhea is going to be on the live story night. And so she's one of my coaches who will be available. You get to read each coach's story. So the idea is you go, you look, you read their stories. Who do you identify with? Because there is an authority and there's an anointing when you have walked out a journey to like walk out and have really practical strategies. So then we have another domestic abuse advocate, Elissa, and she helps women who have left an abusive situation and are ready to rewrite their story and create the life that they dream of. And then Hannah is focused on grief and women's health. She's a, she and I went to nursing school together and she's a nurse midwife and she just, um, she has her own story with grief and uh, being a widow at 31 with five young children, nine to eight months So these powerful women, they share in our blogs, they are on our podcasts, they um, also host podcast guests, so you can follow along on our podcasts and get resources. We have courses, there's three currently, growth mindset, empowerment, and healthy communications. Those are foundational skills to help you as you navigate this process from that moment when you said, this is not the life that I want to live to having a vision for your future. And you need all of these skills really to support you in achieving that desired outcome. And then we have our one-on-one coaching, we have support groups, we have group coaching, we're launching workshops uh, at the end of next month, so there'll be a monthly workshop available. So there are so many resources. Our goal is to meet people where they're at, and we want to be able to provide many different tools for them. We also, each coach has a free download. So if you want to just get started, I have one on inner child healing. Rhea has one on creating boundaries. And so you guys go check those out because they are a free way to kind of get started. And then you can contact us. We would have a discovery call with you, which is free. And then we will hear your story and kind of make some recommendations. We'll also find out where you are financially. I know that's an awkward conversation to have, but we want to have that with you because we are partnering with other women who have received healing and they are paying it forward. And so we have funds to help provide coaching because when I was leaving my situation, I had like negative money. 
And so we recognize that you may not be in a position financially right now, but you need the resources. And so we don't want that to be a hindrance. So we keep believing for God to bring other women. So if you're a woman who has been healed and you want to help others, you can also pay it forward. And we also partner with Noonday. It's a beautiful jewelry that they um, have artisans in other countries who have overcome uh, sex trafficking and all kinds of really hard things. And then any money that we make as coaches from people buying the jewelry, we put into scholarships. So thanks, Jessica, for letting me share a little bit. That's like so much information, but it's all on the website and it's pretty easy to navigate. And if you don't find your answer, there's a section where you can just contact me and I'm going to help you to navigate what what is going to be best for for where you're at in your story. Well, I have to tell you um, just a fun little, you know, story of how God's in the details. I didn't know that there was a connection to Noonday. My cousin is largely involved with Noonday. As we are recording this, I am wearing Noonday earrings. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I know. Well, each of our coaches, we wear Noonday in our podcasts and, you know, we just share. It was something that the Lord showed me. Actually, I, it's kind of funny because I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I had met this woman at a conference revival fire conference that went was happening here in Westland where I live. And this beautiful woman, Julie was there representing noonday. And I just fell in love with the beauty of the jewelry. And as a woman, I mean, who doesn't love jewelry? Right. And I thought "Hmm, that would be interesting. But then I was like, I don't have time. I don't want to do parties. I don't, you know, all these different things. And so it kind of went on the back burner and I was reading a book called the awe of God by John Bevere. And there was a chapter and it was talking about the noonday and that was at night. And then in the morning I was reading a scripture and it was talking about noonday. And then Julie texts me and I was like, okay, God, this was right when I was bringing on coaches and I thought, oh, I was looking for a gift for them. Oh, maybe I'll just buy a noonday necklace. Like that would be a cool remembrance of them initiating their journey and to coaching. And I was talking to my podcast director and she's like, I actually think you're supposed to sign everyone up and use the money from the sales to do scholarships for women. And I was like, Whoa. Okay. God, I'll be obedient. I'll, we'll see how you use this. So more to come on that because we're going to do something around the holidays, but just an easy way. We all buy gifts and women love jewelry. So I'm just hoping that it'll be another avenue for us to be able to offer this really valuable tool to women. And so we kind of hear where women are at, ask them to seek the Lord for how much they can can contribute to their healing because we really think that everybody needs to be invested in some way, even if it's like $5, you know, something significant because it's just an act of like, I'm putting my money into this because I want change. And then we try to meet every woman where they're at and help them. So it's pretty fun. I love it. And it's so exciting to just see how it's growing and all the different connections there. So listeners, I hope that you will take advantage of these resources. If you feel that this is something you might need, 
Or maybe there's a woman in your life that you know might need this, and maybe you'll just share this podcast episode uh, with her and let the Lord take it from there. Well, Megan, I know we could talk about your story for a <laughs> lot longer, but I'm so grateful uh, for the chapters that you did share with us, as well as just all the words of of hope and encouragement. And as we close, I was hoping you would pray over the ladies who are listening. Yes. Jesus, I just thank you for your sacrifice that you were willing to lay down your life so that we could have hope. And so I just ask, Lord, that anyone who is listening to this, that they would right now be filled with the Holy Spirit and the hope that you have for them in their life. We know that you've said that nothing is impossible with you, but Lord, with you means we have to partner with you. (laughs) And that I just pray that these women would seek you that they would get curious, that they would ask questions of you because you have the answers to unlocking the purpose. You can show them how to take the pain and find healing, see where you were at in those moments, and that then they can go on to live a life that is above all they could have imagined and that they too can bring healing to those that are closest to them and that together we can bring revival in this world and turn things back to you. So Lord, I just pray that you will use this message, that you will use Story Night Podcast, that you'll use It's Your Story to Tell in all of the other women who are encouraging women to heal and find their voice so that others will come to know you. Thank you for Jessica, for her commitment to being obedient and to follow you in this podcast and bring hope and inspiration to women around the world. We just ask these things in your holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Megan. We really appreciate your time and absolutely, obviously, (laughs) love what you're doing with It's Your Story to Tell. And I appreciate you taking time to come share your story on the Story Night podcast. Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope as always that you are blessed and encouraged by this story and that you come back and join us next time for our next story. Good night, y'all. The Story Night podcast, a ministry of Calvary Mac. For more women's stories, visit calvarymac.com slash women.